care to wager why I picked this song? <laughs> I have honestly no idea. Things have changed. <laughs> there are new standards for this show now. Our standards. I was pleasantly, going up. pleasantly re-surprised by this episode. Alright, I'm going to try to pot this down. I want to let the song run, because this song slaps. But I'm going to try to pot it down. So Zencaster, be kind. Here we go. Oh, practice makes perfect. Yeah, but I, I can't do it the slow fade. I just have to do the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But seriously, how good is that piano riff? Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> so how you doing? Good. What's going on? Well, we're in your. Uh, we're at the Fairview Avenue Studios. We're at the Fairview Avenue Studios, and we just watched. Um, I already forgot the name of the goddamn episode. Liberty of Ryloth. Yes, uh, part three of the Ryloth arc. We just watched it together, and we'll get into the episode. We're back in person, recording yeah. live. Two in a row. Three. No. No. Well, two of the last. Yeah, three. yeah, yeah. Well, we picked a good, a good story arc to start Ooh. doing this shit on. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, we're getting the studio built over in my place. Yeah, that'd be, that's that's was, exciting. How's that going? Well, I hung a 55-inch TV in there today. <laughs> I've been hanging a lot of shit. Ever since I've gotten comfortable hanging things, <laughs> like, that's all I do is drill holes in walls and hang things. Like, I just, I love hanging. Well, and so you you did buy a life-size cardboard cutout of General Kenobi. General Kenobi! Hold on, and... hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again, say that again. I bought a what? You bought a life-size cardboard cutout of General Kenobi. And it wasn't until last, like you sent me a picture of it, and then last week when I was watching the episode, I reached the part with Obi-Wan when he started kicking ass, and immediately I was like, oh, that's when he went online and bought yes. it. It was immediately after that episode. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to get an Ahsoka cutout for another corner oh, too. Oh. The problem is, I, it's eventually. I, I can already see what the problem's gonna be. I'm gonna run out of space of things that I want to do, and then I'm gonna wish that I put it in the basement instead. But by then, it's gonna be a gym. So then I'm gonna have to make some decisions. Well, and hopefully by then we'll be so successful that they'll just own a mansion. We'll be able to rent out a yeah. separate space True. for our our media. Empire. I think we should have our own home studios though. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need a home studio at each of our places, and then we need to rent out a studio. That's what I'm saying. Maybe in like downtown St. Paul, we can rent out like a loft or See, something. Downtown St. Paul is an underutilized, oh, underutilized for office space. Yeah, and then we can have guests. There's some cool stuff in there. Guests in there, and when they when they come out of our one of those nice freight elevators. Yeah. You know, one of those rustic yeah. freight elevators. You push, you push the button, the yeah. elevator goes up, the doors open, and you just walk out. Yeah. And you're Sparks in the office. fly sometimes. Oh, Very exciting. And then, and then the doors open, and we just say, Well, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure eventually this podcast is just going to be me trying to lead into, like, Dex and and, uh, and Grievous Drops. Yeah, pretty soon it's just gonna be like three quarters decks and Grievous Drops, and then yeah. us bullshitting for the rest of it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I picked the Bruce Hornsby here because um, I, it's just we have some new standards for this show now. Like the last two episodes were oh, the two no, no, no. best. Before you get into this, like let's just say fuck it on the phone call before between friends let's yeah. just get into the episode and then we can start talking about this the song's not done i like this song oh listen it's good it's good enough 
right. People can download it. Yeah. Bruce Hornsby, way it is. Yeah, we'll just do it later. Okay, let's pick it up. All right. So things have changed. Things have changed for the better. <laughs> things have changed for the better. But my thoughts are where this show was a month ago for me, this would have been the episode, best episode thus far. Yeah. But after the last two, I have to look at things with different colored glasses. Because things now, have changed. Because now there's some consistency. Yeah, <laughs> and this was a good episode. It was good, and we will talk about this good episode, um, Liberty of Ryloth. Um, the thing with Liberty of Ryloth is Liberty this is on Ryloth. Liberty on Ryloth. Oh wait, we have our thing that we need to do that we do every week. Let's go. Yeah, um, kill some time. I got to find my damn files. Yeah, Liberty on Ryloth. So that's going to be season one, episode 21. Uh, it is the last episode of the Ryloth story arc. So third episode of that. I do believe there is one more episode of the season. However, the viewing order that we're watching it in, that one does not come up until... Uh, quite a bit later. Oh, so we're getting away from this season. Yes. So for us, this is the season finale. In the original viewing order, there was one more. Yep. But it legitimately makes no sense. And what was the air date on this one? This one was uh, March 13th, 2009. You know what that means. Get <laughs> <laughs> So right. I'm a little behind in listening to our own podcast. Yeah. And I finally got to the episodes where you started incorporating the time, the time warp. warp. Yeah. In the first like two episodes that you incorporate the time warp, you can tell that you are so excited <laughs> <laughs> about the segment. Yeah, if, if you if everybody if you listen to low volume you might not hear me, but when I play music, you'll hear me you'll hear me make like squeaking sounds and stuff in the background. <laughs> that means I'm happy. Um, it's a good thing. Um, so March 13th, 2009. I looked it up. Nothing exciting happened on this day. Because uh, like, There was we, nothing. We got a Obama in office. Yeah. And, and People have settled in at this point. Uh, I did note that the uh, highest rated show of the evening of March 13th, 2009 was American Idol. Ah. Uh, it was not... God, what season the Clone Wars? Been? God, who knows? Let's see. I think that must have been seven or eight. Okay. Fun fact. Remember Catherine McPhee? Yeah. I did not know this, but she married David Foster. Yeah. And he's like 900 years old. <laughs> yeah. And she is a babe. <laughs> so I got my eye on her once he dies. Um, I, I completely forgot about Catherine McPhee until I started watching Community, the the show on NBC. She had Community? And there's one episode where, like, Chevy Chase's character's niece comes in. Ah, it's Catherine McPhee. And I was like, who is this delicious dish? Like, I, like, holy cow, like, who is this you person? You caught the McFever. And I, I, like, Googled it, and I was like, holy shit, that's Catherine McPhee. 
Like, I yeah. have no idea. I went down a Catherine McPhee rabbit hole at work yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little bit about what I've been up to. See, we did have stuff to talk about. Yeah. And we didn't. We just were like, oh, let's get into the episode. Damn it. But no, I've been listening to that goddamn Celine Dion song. Um, love don't, You More. Don't Step On It. We're saving that. We're saving it. We're going to use it. But if if you're interested in it, it's a great song. It's already probably solidified its spot as my number one played song of the year for Spotify. (laughs) Like, it's, I think I've listened to it five, I don't know, I've always liked it, but I'll go through kicks with it, and I went through a heavy kick. (laughs) Um, But she covered it, right? Catherine McPhee covered it with David Foster, and then I was like, oh, they're married? I did not know that. But guess who wrote the Celine Dion song. No idea. David Foster. Oh. So, Catherine McPhee's husband wrote this song that I'm obsessed with called To Love You More, originally performed by Celine Dion. Um, and then David Foster did a cover of it with Catherine McPhee and Lindsay Sterling, the violin gal. Typically, when someone asks you, do you know who wrote that pop song? The answer is Diane Warren. <laughs> Your safest best are uh, Diane Warren, Neil Diamond, or... Paul McCartney. <laughs> Paul McCartney, yeah. But Paul McCartney would ghostwrite it as, like... Also Paul Williams. Okay. You know Paul Williams? Um, or Burt Bacharach. God. There's or, a lot of guys. Or Paul Anka. Yeah. There's a lot of songwriters out there. McCartney, though, he would always ghostwrite. <clears throat> yeah. He would he would make up some name, like Phineas Bottomass or something like that. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, our time, anyways, yeah, I went through a Catherine McPhee, just right down the Catherine McPhee rabbit hole, watched her Somewhere Over the Rainbow performance, I watched her, I'm really jealous of David Foster, I'm in love with Catherine McPhee today. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, we got a new number one movie in America on March 13th, 2009. Uh, it is no longer Watchmen, Watchmen fell to three. Now, we have a movie, and I'll give you one of the stars. All right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. I have a feeling we're a little late for Scorpion King. Yeah, it's just post-Scorpion King. Scorpion King was 2003? Is this... Okay, this will be my... I know that because he took a break right after WrestleMania 19. Wrestling talk! (laughs) 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 Insert wrestling sound effects. This will be my official guess. Is it his debut in the Fast and Furious franchise? No. Damn it. This is before Fast and Furious. Okay. Uh, It's a Disney movie. Oh, is it, is it fairy? What's the one where he plays the, the tooth, tooth fairy? fairy? The tooth fairy. I think it's is called. that the name of it? Yeah, but that's not the movie. Oh, okay. All right. I and it's up. not the game plan. The game plan. That's the one where he was a football player who finds out he has a kid. <laughs> yeah. And shows up on his doorstep. I think you're my, taking care of me now. I think, and I, hijinks ensue. I think in my mind, I merged that one and the tooth fairy together. They're all the same. He um, released like he was in. Eight the Rock is in every in movie. One movie. He's in <laughs> every year. movie. The Rock is... He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. It's insane. The Rock. Real success story. Uh, Race Just, to Witch Mountain. Number one movie in America. I have never seen no it. no idea what that is. Most well known in my world for the meme. Where he's driving a car and the girl says something in the oh, backseat. And then he turns around and looks at her. It's that three tile meme. That meme. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um... So yeah, so the other meme that like also is very similar to that one is 
the mother looking back, screaming, like, why can't you be normal? And it's always Florida. Yeah. It's Florida screaming. And that one is from The Babadook. The Babadook? Yeah. Like, that's the movie that it's pulled from. Is that Jessica Lange? It looks like Jessica Lange. No, it looks a lot like her. I don't think it's her. I just thought of a meme that I'm going to make when I get home. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be her looking the rock. I'm just going to combine the two. It's going to be great. It'll get like 12 likes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Carol, wait to where Blart is this week. Oh, last week? Blart? He moved up to it six. It was an uptick. Yeah. I'm going to go back down to eight. No, nine. Oh. He's still in the top ten, though. <laughs> what if he just bounced back and forth for a year? I want him to hit number one one more time. <laughs> I mean, it would be hilarious if just for some reason he hits number one. Um, and the number one song in America is still Flo Rida with Kesha, so I was too lazy to, you know. That's fine. Yeah, we don't need to do it all. Anyways, so that's your time warp for the week. Let's get into this episode. Um, things are happening. <laughs> um, we start off with Mace Windu. So, part one was Anakin and Ahsoka. Part two was Obi-Wan. Part three is Mace Windu, and he's leading the final offensive to the capital city, the capital of Twi'lekian city, called Leisu. Um, and he's leading a fairly large contingent of clone troops. Uh, and they have their tanks and they got a pretty, you know, pretty hefty load with them. And they're traversing this very narrow mountain path. Um, very cool setting. Very it's cool a setting. mountain path along a canyon? Yeah. Think of like the Pass of Carthus in Lord <laughs> of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Um it, you know, if you if you take one step to the right, you are falling off, baby. Um, so uh, the problem is, while they're traversing this narrow path, they're taking very heavy fire from some droids across a gorge. Um, and there's probably, what, five tanks? Five yeah. separatist tanks with some droids. It's not a lot, but... It, I mean, it's enough it's when they're enough. working with, yep. you know, a slither of... And you're trying to navigate these... They look like beetle tanks. Yeah, they're the... They're like insect tanks. Yeah, ATTEs or something like that. They're at those. Like, they're the at those. The precursor to the Imperial Walkers. Okay, yeah. So they're navigating these very large tanks on this very narrow mountain pass. Um, taking a lot of heavy damage, taking heavy fire. Um, and then eventually one tank is just completely destroyed. The lead tank is destroyed. So um, how are they going to pass all these tanks when you got this tank here that's just blocking the road completely? Um, <clears throat> Mace orders some troops to, uh, scout forward, um, and they drop out of a tank in some really cool ATST looking things. Yeah. Um, but they're like, they're ATST, so it's like the two-legged with the, you know, with the, with the head. But the difference between these ones are, they actually ride them like they're a, like they're a bicycle yeah, or they're, something. Yeah, they're like the personal, uh, troop carriers. Yeah. So it's just like an individual riding the one thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of the first two-legged walkers. Um, they're extremely fast. Uh, the one downfall is like the clones are completely exposed, but they're agile. You they're see quick. them briefly in Revenge of the Sith. Yes, you do. Uh, when they're looking for Yoda on Kashyyyk. Yep. Yep. Um, and like a couple of them come across some dead Wookiees. Yeah. It's very, very sad. For very a moment. Why? Um, <laughs> Anyways, so they drop out of a tank, they start heading forward, and Mace, absolute beast, this is like one of four or five beast Mace moments, he just clears, he just force pushes the the tank off the path into the gorge. Well, before that even, the dude jumps into action, like, okay, yeah, the pilot is knocked out, 
and he jumps in front of the glass and uh, uses the force to break yeah. the glass and pull like, the Think of like the, uh, the videos you've seen where there's a car submerged in water and they try to teach you how to like break the glass on your window to escape. Mace just puts his hand up to this glass and just shatters it like that. I love the infographics that are like, if you're... <laughs> If you're ever in a car that's slowly submerging into water, <laughs> simply remove the headrest from your seat yeah. and use the, the metal <laughs> spikes to pierce the window and then swim out. I have a wild idea how to avoid that situation ever. <laughs> you could just get rid of the electric, you know, the electric fucking windows and just go back to the old rollers, right? Could you not? Or just never go on a frozen lake. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe don't drive into the lake. Um, but hey, uh, neither here nor there. But yeah, so their own. Mace, total beast, clears a path, breaking windows, doing it all. Um, and then he hops in an ATST and he leads a charge uh, across to this plane where these separatist forces are. Um, uh, they clear out, once they get across the plane, they clear out those forces pretty quickly. And Mace really, he like point blank range suits the commander droid with his ATST. <laughs> And, and the droids immediately say, like, maybe we should have surrendered. Yeah. As, <laughs> as he does make that. I've never seen them take hostages as far as droids, though. No. It doesn't happen. I don't and know. That's something we need to get into. We, we keep talking about getting into, like, the... I just feel like there's so much there, and I don't have the time to get into no, it. No, because we, we sit and review an episode for an hour. It's like, how are we going to have, like, a deep philosophy you know like there's our bonus if yeah that's a bonus a episode shit, yeah the philosophy of that. the philosophy of droids <laughs> and humanity of but, droids like my mind right now goes to like why the hell would you take a droid hostage like that that's makes pointless. no sense that they probably have like internet in them or something they're gonna send out all these messages and stuff you can't trust them um so they take over they they clear them out so they lose like 32 guys they said though yeah. they lost 32 clones and like a hand through those mountains and a handful of walkers yeah so they it would they took heavy damage just trying to clear, clear that mountain pass um, and there's also a quick scene um, where uh, a probe droid is looking at them while they're talking about the damage that was done blah 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 and I think it's the same probe droid from the last episode. I can only assume. Because this one also does its job and then gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, and you never see it get crushed. But, um, so if it's the same probe droid, it like, whoever built that droid should be given, like, a medal of honor from the Separatists. I'm assuming there are statues of that droid built yeah. at the Separatist The capital. problem I have with the droid, though, it's not the droid. It's what they do with the information that is related. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, last week, the low-energy battle droid that was getting the info from him did really nothing with it. Yep. Like, they literally had an inside eye in all the Republic forces, and nothing got done. Same thing this week. Um, and this week, uh, the probe droid is sending all the stuff back to Wat Tambor. What do we know about Wat Tambor? Wat Tambor, we've covered him a little bit in previous episodes. Um, he is... We've described him as the guy that's dressed like the top of the Chrysler building. Yeah. Um, he's the head of the Techno Union Army. Um, yeah. He's got... He's, he's got radio dials. He's got a head that looks like an upside-down green bell pepper. Yeah, it looks like a green bell pepper with little eyes yeah. and some goggles. And, uh, yeah, he wears shiny armor. And he has FM and AM and VHS. Yeah, and I don't know if he has legs. It mo he moves like he's hovering. 
That's and I looked into that. He does have legs. He does. But are they wheels? His outfit makes it look like he's in. I, I think it's like he moves so smoothly, like he's on a Segway. There is. I saw. I saw. I forget where I saw it. Somewhere on Reddit, probably. But there's. I think it's a Russian dance or Romanian dance that's like a traditional dance where these women like wear dresses that are just above the ground uh-huh. and they move their legs so little during the dance that it looks like they're that hovering. It looks like they're hovering. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Like yeah. it, that's the way that Wat Tambor moves. There are some other dances that we'll get to in this episode. <laughs> um, so it's a low energy droid hanging out with Wat Tambor. Um, they're monitoring Mason, the clones. Um, it's clear at this point that it's not a matter of if, but when the Republic is going to take back Ryloth. Like, they're screwed. They're done for. And it's known that they're done for. But uh, Watt Tambor, the low-energy battle droid, suggests, I think it's time we retreat. Yep. And Watt completely refuses to retreat. Uh, he just says, no, not doing it. Not retreating. Um, basically, he wants to pillage everything. He wants yep. to take anything of value from Ryloth that he can get his hands on before he gets out of there. It, it does start to get into some, like, more interesting, like, uh, morals and uh, stuff to do with war. Like, mm-hmm. it's not as simple as, like, oh, the good guys are winning, the bad guys are losing. Like, it's starting to get into, like, kind of the minutia of, like, what happens when you occupy uh, territory and, this like, is someone else is coming stuff. in. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. If you go into like the art history of World War II, there's even a movie. Yeah, um, what was that George Clooney movie? Matchmen yeah. or Match? Uh... So it's in, but even before that, there's a great documentary called The Rape of Europa, mm-hmm. and it's ex- it's covering exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's the dudes that are going around, like official army members that are trying to like preserve and capture like these art, yeah, pieces that were stolen by the Nazis yeah, the and like, Nazis took across like, every Europe. Yeah. Great um, movie. Great documentary. But there Watch. is a really entertaining movie. Something about men and his goats. The men who stare at goats? The men who... Is that it? Was That's that not it? the one you're oh, thinking okay. of. What's the one with... It's got Matt Damon and George Clooney. Yeah, I'll find it. And they come across a bunch of art that Nazis stole. And that was like the whole thing. Um. Anyways. So yeah. Uh, that's what Watt Tambor is up to. He wants to like hoard anything of value. Um, monuments men monument men men who stare at goats whatever it's all it's all the same um so yeah he's trying to hoard all the stuff so he doesn't want to leave until he gets all this shit um so he's very greedy um we get a quick hollow conference it's yoda aura free ta he is the he's the rylothian senator on Coruscant. yes um and palpatine um and admiral yolaren is also on the hollow conference this is a big old hollow conference. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. This is one of those conference calls that you yeah. get, like you take seriously. Yes. Um, and Mace remarks, "Hey, there's only one way that we're getting into Lasu. It's this energy bridge. Um, the Separatists have done a really good job of like fortifying the capital city that they're occupying, and there's only one way. It's across this large gorge, and it's an energy bridge. Energy bridge. Um, and it really looks like what, Adam?" I'm going to say uh, a certain course from our fav- one of our favorite video games. It's a rainbow road. Let's hear it. It's a great, great tune. While this is playing, too, in the conference call, they mention that this is, like, the one stronghold left before they, like, officially capture 
Ryloth. And they said that Obi-Wan has secured the valley, or the, the canyon that happened in the last episode. But the thing that I thought was strange is they said, like, he captured that, and by capturing that, he secured the southern hemisphere. So apparently it was one hell of a canyon where, like, capturing that one canyon meant that the Republic gained the entire half of a planet. Jeez. Interesting um, landscape on this city. I mean, on this planet of Ryloth. Very cool. I like it. I'm going to let Rainbow Road run a little bit here under us. I take this tune. song. Great it's a great tune. tune. I want to play Mario Kart now. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's actually a really cool looking bridge when they show it. Like, yeah. I like it. It's cool. Think of, think of like Rainbow Road or maybe um, the Bifrost in Thor. That's also a Rainbow Road. Yeah, the Rainbow it's, Road. That is the, the Rainbow, Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Rainbow Bridge. Um, very cool. So it's a large... It's the only way into Lesu is this energy bridge. Um, Mace is like, I'm going to need help. And he is going to be enlisting the help of Cham Sindala. And we met Cham in an earlier episode on Ryloth. Uh, the darkest of episodes. Yes. Uh, this was the episode where Jar Jar Brinks did a jig, and they're trying to get the Toydarians to help. And uh, back on Ryloth, there was a big battle. And Jedi Master Die. Died. <laughs> Lives up Die, to Die. Died. And he took a whole bunch of clones with him, and it was really sad. Um, but so, Sham Sandula did is, escape. is a freedom fighter on Ryloth. Yeah. So he's the head of a like rebel cell that's basically... Leading a resistance against any occupying force. Yes. His whole goal is to liberate the planet. Yes. And liberate the planet doesn't mean get one occupying force out and he meant to, to welcome that. another yeah. one in. It means he wants a free and independent democracy on Rival. Twilex. Yeah. It's real nativist. <laughs> he's he's a xenophobe. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody but Twilex on there. Right? Kind of, right? I think he just wants the planet. Yeah, right. I, I know, but I think if we get into this politics... You get I'm unclear here. on how nationalist versus patriot well, he is. <laughs> Orn Free Taz, big time global. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's going on. <laughs> he's, this, he's this ignored nationalist, and then the, the fat senator is just collecting wealth on course. What if we dig a little deeper and find out that Shamsun Dula is, like, heading up an alt-right... That's what he is! I'm telling you! <laughs> Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll dive into this a little more in a little bit. Um, we get back to Watambor and the the low energy battle droid that he's hanging out with, and they're talking with Count Dooku via the Hollow. Dooku once again coming in on Hollow. He exists solely on Hollow, is one thing I've learned about. Him. <laughs> um, the low energy battle droid told Dooku that Tambor is doing a poor job <laughs> of holding on to the planet, and Watambor like this this. For as psychopathic as the low-energy battle droid was last week, <laughs> this guy is the polar opposite. This guy fucking rules. He is hilarious. So, he, yeah, he just throws you Watt Tambor under the bus to Dooku. You need no further evidence that, yeah. like, droids have personality than mm -hmm. last week's episode and this week's yeah. episode looking at these two yeah. <laughs> low-energy battle droids. And it's clear that this low-energy battle droid, this tactical droid, hates Watt Tambor. <laughs> like, he does not like him. And so, yeah, he goes, he's been doing a poor job. And and Tambor freaks out. He's like, that droid exaggerates. That's not true. <laughs> and um, I think it was at that point you're like, wait, you got to rewind that. Oh, yeah, you got to rewind it there. It was great. It was great. I loved it. It was one of the better scenes we've ever had. 
It was also like I I'm trying to picture that happening on an actual conference call with like two human beings, and it would be the funniest thing I had ever seen. Yeah. If like immediately you get on the phone with your boss and one other dude is like, This guy's been doing yes. a horseshit job. Just think of like the <laughs> just think of like the coworker that you were forced to deal with all time and carry the water for them. <laughs> Just, just imagine going into a meeting, and be like, "Yeah, fucking Steve sucks, man." Like, it was great. Um, so Duku, you know, they they have a little bickering back and forth, but then Duku says, "Hey, we're this is over." Duku knows it's over. He knows that they're not holding Ryleth. Duku says, "All right, you got to retreat, but before you retreat, I want you to basically trash the entire planet. We're gonna leave this place a mess." He he tells them like. Don't even bother targeting military targets. Yeah. Take out the villages. He says target the villages with, like, civilians in them first. Dude, dude. Like, he says, I, like, wrote down the quote. He says, the charred remains of Ryloth will demonstrate what a Republic victory means. Yeah. Which, again, starting to get into, like, some weird gray space of, like, what war means. One thing about Dooku in the Plagueis book is he is a... He has a shrewd political mind. So he knows about, um, you know, he knows how to play the propaganda game. Yeah. And he wants, he, he knows it's a lost situation. So what Dooku is doing is he's using this, he's trying to get some sort, he's getting something out of this while he can. Yeah. Um, Which, so he's playing the political game. He's playing the messaging game here for these outer rim planets. He wants them to join up with the separatists. So he's going to say, hey, you can have our protection or you could be, like Ryloth, yeah. and just get trashed. Yep. I mean, Dooku's which actually is, a really shrewd guy. Genius. Yes, it it's is. Psychopathic, but it's genius for the position that he's he definitely part of the Clinton crime family. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hillary has a, cl- a yeah. curved lightsaber. As yeah. Well. Hillary has a direct line. <laughs> Every Wednesday at six. They have a Zoom meeting to wrap up. I love, I love how she's just a retired yeah. old lady, and people think that she's a she's snake like, woman. Yeah. <laughs> you either just see her for what she is, as like, yes, yeah, somebody who's a lifelong politician, and in that sense, kind of crooked. But, or she, but she's just this old woman who has a horrible husband that cheats on her and just does awful things to women. And she's made questionable decisions. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just an old lady. Yeah, but, uh, you know, but, like, (laughs) the idea that you go from that to, like, she's bleeding adrenochrome from babies. People think she has evil mystical power. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, I'm pretty sure she has, like, a Zoom conference call every Wednesday with Dooku. And it is cool to see that, like, even in the Expanded Universe books, they're starting to tie some of that shit in with this cartoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm reading the Bane book, and I'm gonna go home tonight and get a. I didn't read as much as I wanted this week because I've been setting up the studio, but we're gonna get some Bane stuff. I'm gonna be dropping Bane knowledge. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, we get back to Mason the clones. He's got just it's just Mason, like two of his best guys with him, uh, running around ATSTs. Um, they go down to this gorge and they hear some droids. They start hiding from him, um, and they're like, "Hey, why don't we take him out?" And Mason's like. The Re- Mace has a feeling that Cham and the Rebels are nearby. He's observed some things in the area. He says, yeah, we're going to let the Rebels take him out. Um, and then you get this stupid conversation between a couple droids. They talk about like, oh, they find a droid skull, basically a droid head. And they're like, oh, it's an older model. Not us. We're independent thinkers. We're smarter than this old model or whatever. I and it's the first 
the first example of this actually being spoken in the Clone Wars. But I've seen multiple like YouTube videos and read stuff on Wikipedia that talks about like the B1 battle droid, which is the normal battle droid that we see all over the place. Like the older model in Phantom Menace is controlled by the the donut ship. Or it has to be con- a group of them have to be controlled by a centralized place. And they upgraded them. And the side effect was they started developing like personalities, which is why they are so fucking annoying. But by doing that, they don't have to have a centralized place that controls them all. Um, So yeah, that's just basically what that droid is saying. Okay. Um, Yeah. So um, Colin's like, Hey, why don't we take them out? They're like kind of hiding from him. Mason's like, Oh, we're going to let the rebels take them out. And sure enough, like, the droids go off screen for like half a second. Next thing you know, you hear basically them, oh, help, help. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's over for the droids. Um, so then Mace and the clones, they come out of hiding and they are greeted by Cham Sindala and his Twi'lekian rebels. Um, we get back to our low energy battle droid with Wat Tambor. Um, they're loading bombs into some fighters because um, they're going to be doing a lot of firebombing of the villages per Count Dooku's request. Um, a low energy battle droid remarks, okay, the, we can leave these droids here to do this. They'll take care of it. I suggest that we retreat. And Watt refuses to leave. Like this becomes a theme in this episode. Watt is not going to leave until he has everything that he can get from this planet. I do love the fact that like this low energy battle droid that we've been dealing with this episode is so obviously correct in everything he is suggesting. Oh yeah. And this is one instance where, like, the person who is the smartest actually winds up, like, getting away. And, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, Wat Tambor is clearly probably, out of all the generals and admirals that we've seen in the Separatists, uh, he is the dumbest one by far. You think, you thought Grievous was bad. Yeah, this, he's terrible. Yeah. Like, Grievous, at least, is like, I'm fuck out of here. Like, Grievous is really good <laughs> yeah. at knowing, like, all right. My gourd's cooked. I got to get the fuck out of here. And he, he does a little flip into his ship and he gets the fuck out of there. Not Watt Tambor. Watt Tambor just wants to hoard like anything of value that's around him. He's like stealing forks probably. Like he's just... Oh. A- and it's that part too that you can see a ship getting loaded in the background. And there's a little Easter egg where two Twi'leks are like loading the Ark of the Covenant onto... From Indiana Jones. Like, the actual, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Did you see that on Wikipedia, or did you just spot I it, think, and you're just like, oh. I think, well, I spotted it. I think I saw it somewhere on the internet, Maybe but, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a bathroom very quick. Drink too much water. Time stamp. Wow! What do you know? Oh, we're back! Um, so, we get to Mace and Champs and all. They're heading to the... Uh, Twi'lekian encampment that Sham heads up. Um, they're having a little bit of a discussion, and Sindala kind of blames the Republic for forcing them to surrender in the previous episode. Yeah. Um, also, like interesting thing that I noticed too, they're using like their their hideout is inside of a like droid invasion ship, like a separatist invasion ship. Yeah. Like they're hiding out inside of one of those. So that was like a cool. When they get to the core of it, it looks like a cave. Yes, it kind of looks like a cave. But when they're entering the yeah quote cave, like you can tell that it's that ship. Yep. So they have a little discussion there. Um, Sindal is not too happy with the public. He's saying, "Yeah, you forced us to surrender. Basically, you didn't leave us any other choices." Um, 
So we also see a blurg in a cage. <laughs> a blurg is like, um, it's like a slug. It's like a, I don't know. It's a, it's a slug bug that they can ride. It's like, yeah. a, it's a hideous horse that looks like, I don't know what that, like a, it looks like Jabba almost. <laughs> like it looks like a hut. It's in the Mandalorian. Yeah, he it's, has, uh, to, he has the, to learn how to ride one. Yeah, it's the guy, the uh, Ugnaught. Yeah, um, Nick Nolte. Yep. Yeah, the uh, I have spoken. That guy, I have spoken. It looks like Jabba. I have spoken. Um, so a clone goes up and tries to pet a blurg, and the blurg just absolutely like snaps at him. And there's two Twilight males that are hanging out with him. And they both kind of give a, like, a lighthearted laugh at him. And I made Adam rewind this because, not because they laughed at this clone, because this one Twilight is wearing the most ridiculous fucking hat that I have ever seen. <laughs> My note just says hat. <laughs> just hat with an exclamation point. I, it's, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a helmet. <laughs> oh, it's like it's a helmet slash hat. I don't get it. It's it's very strange. They got it. They got to work around the the yeah. head tail things. They got. It's like he went to the fashionable male for Nemoidians. <laughs> is it not like a Nemoidian looking hat? Well, the thing that I appreciated too is like <coughs> they laugh at the clone, and the one speaks in the Twilight. Like like anytime it cuts to someone who's laughing, and they just speak in a language, and there's not even subtitles to explain yeah, what they're saying. He's just dabbling <laughs> it. It's what it might as well then. But the hat just got me. I mean, that hat that is some fashion right there. It's good stuff. It, it's like he literally took it off a Nemoidian's corpse. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming he got it. There's probably a Nemoidian corpse, and he just ripped it right off it. Uh, we get back to uh, the capital, and the bombers are beginning to take off for their fire runs. Um, Wat Tambor orders every village to be targeted, and the inhabited ones are the ones he went targeted first. Um, so basically, they're pulling a Dresden here. Um, they are just going to be bombing the shit out of all of the Twi'leks here. Um, we're then we again get a scene of some clones. They're just kind of hanging out in a tank outside of a village. Um, and they're chatting it up. And all of a sudden, they notice that there's a massive bombing going on in a village. They aren't even attacked. Like, they get this alert, like, oh, we got enemy fighters on radar. And so they start getting ready for battle. And the the droids couldn't care less about the clones in a tank at this point. They just want to bomb the shit out of this village that's right down the road. And, and so that's and what they do. Sadly, the clones state that... It's an inhabited village. Like, while they're in the tank, I think they were, like, scanning the village. And someone yeah. says, like, it's mostly women and children. Yeah. <laughs> so, pretty dark. So, yeah, this is some serious war crime shit going on here, all for Dooku's propaganda game. Um, pretty gross stuff, when you think about it. Um, we get back to Mason Cham, and they... Okay, so they're in the hollowed-out cavern of this separatist ship, um, <laughs> which looks like a cave. And they're sitting there, like... Uh, with their legs crossed, kind of like Indian style. Um, and they're, uh, we call that crisscross applesauce nowadays. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> That's what Did it's I just called. get canceled? Yeah, I think we're going to get canceled. Sorry, I don't, <laughs> I don't ever have to reference sitting like this because I'm not four and I'm not, you know, I'm not in kindergarten for story time. But anyway, so Mace and Cham, they're sitting there just talking back and forth with each other. Um, and then in front of them is like 10 Twi'leks and they're all performing this dance for them. Very odd. <laughs> well, very strange. That scene juxtaposed next to 
the previous scene where a village of women and children are firebombed. A little strange to go from that to yeah, like a traditional Twi'lek yeah, and, Twilight and dance. Cham's like, yeah, it's really nice to have a distraction from all these terrible <laughs> things going on. And I'm just like, this is the worst distraction I've ever seen. Like, it felt like it felt like a king, and has its jesters performing for the king. It was very odd. Like. He's a freedom fighter. It just felt off. Like, we don't, it was just we don't understand Twi'lek culture. Maybe it means yeah. something to them. But it was this, and on top of it, the dance was not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not a dance expert, but I wouldn't consider this to be impressive. If you were to heed my advice and Google those Russian ladies dancing with the floor-length gowns, Bang. it's nothing compared to that. Yeah, it's it was something. I had to rewind that part too. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. I hated. It. I, 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 if I was Mace Windu, I would have been like, "Dude, this sucks, man!" Like, you're making me very uncomfortable. Well, right in now. the entire conversation that Mace is like trying to get through to Chamon is, "Why won't you accept the Republic's help?" Yeah, and basically, Cham is hesitant to allow the Republic to help because he's afraid that once the droids are gone. The clones are going to stay in. They're going to use it as a base. And he's like, one occupation is still an occupation. And he even pushes Mace on it, too. Yeah. And he says, and like, kinda... well, if the droids leave, will you guys be here? And Mace said, well, for a little while yeah. to keep the peace. Yep. And Sham was like, well, then, how long before I'm fighting you? Exactly. Like, and, it... and Mace doesn't actually respond to that. Mace kind of just takes it into consideration. Um but then, like, right as Mace is thinking about what he wants to say, he gets a hollow in from his commander, uh, and the word of the firebombing of that village comes in. And right when they hear that, Cham's entire demeanor changes, and he says, hey, I'd like to speak with Orn Frita. Maybe we can come to some sort of agreement here between us and the Republic. That's the biggest thing, too, is, like, Cham and Orn Frita do not get along. Not get along at all. Like, yeah, I mean, Orn Frita definitely has plans for Ryloth that Cham doesn't agree with. And I honestly, I think like going back to what we talked about before, it's kind of like this globalist type thing where he wants to expand Ryloth and he wants, you know, um, he is, wants to, he wants to connect it with the greater world. It's much like with Naboo in the Plagueis book yeah. that I talked about. It's like there were people on Naboo that wanted to become a bigger part of the Republic. And there were people that wanted to be isolationist and were very like, hesitant of allowing the greater universe in. And that's kind of the, I think that's the terror between Orn Freetop and Sham. They, they, they have different visions for Ryloth. And I think like on a macro level, there's that. And on a micro level too, you can see Sham is on the ground with the people of Ryloth yeah. fighting every single day. Orn Freetop is in the Senate, like, Argue, on Coruscant. Arguing for yeah. Ryloth. He's in the core world. Whereas, you know, Cham's here just struggling to get by and just finding food. Like, they even remarked, like, yeah, we barely have any food, but we'll share what we have with yes. you. And so it's just, and, and even just 
just on a basic level, like Orn Frita is this fat, overfed, <laughs> just hog. I think it was at this point that you, you looked at I mean, He looks like he got fatter since the last episode. Did Orn Frita get fatter? He, does he not look fatter than when <laughs> we saw him in the Toy Darian <laughs> episode? You point at the screen and you go, look at him. Yeah. Look at how they animated his role. Yeah, and he has, his, he has like his teeth done too, if you notice. Like he has very straight teeth, whereas the other Twilight males, they have like sharp teeth. And yep. it's like... He's very much like this opulent like person that's been just you know uh, you know been getting wealth, uh, hoarding wealth and just eating great on Coruscant, and he's probably pretty disconnected from his home world yes. at this point. He's their representative, but nothing more than that. Whereas Cham is somebody who sees the real struggles going on here and knows what all the issues are. So Cham is much more in touch with the real issues. On Ryloth. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just, just the dichotomy between the two. It's just, they're very, it's, it couldn't be clear. Like, there's clearly a divide there. They're Twi'leks. That's about all they have in common. Anyways, I think we spent too much time on that. But, <laughs> um, we get back to Wat Tambor, and they're just pillaging valuables. And uh, once again, the Loiner Javaldra is like, I think we should probably get out of here. I think it's like, Besides the first scene we see Wat Tambor in, every subsequent scene we see him in, it's around him pillaging. Yeah. Like, it's going yeah. on in the background so in still, every single scene. Yeah. They still, but he still hasn't gotten enough, apparently. Um, Leonard Gibaldra is like, yeah, we should get out of here. Dooku hauls in. He's like, what are you still doing there? Get out of there. Count Dooku is telling him to get out of there. Um, so Dooku gets off the hollow at this point, and he turns to Leonard Gibaldra, and he's like, hey, I know you are not taking that order. We're not leaving here until we get everything, basically. I don't know how much is there. It's a huge fucking plan. I don't yeah. know what he wants. But the low energy battle drive is clearly starting to be like, no, fuck you. I'm listening to Dooku. And I'm. It was like the second yeah. they got off the horn with Dooku, Horn Free Todd. It's like, or, nope, we're not doing that. Horn Free Todd. Wat Tambor was like, hey, X day on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But the low-energy Baldrick, you can tell he's got something up his sleeve here. He's not having it at this point. He's looking out for himself. And as we know, he already does not think much of Wat Tambor. And for good reason. I mean, this guy's a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a dumbass. Man. Um, anyways, so we get back uh, to the encampment of the Rebels. And it's Cham. He's hollowing in with Orn Free Top. They begin arguing with each other, just some back and forth. And while this arguing is going on, Anakin chimes in on Mace's Hollow. Um, and he said, not Mace's Hollow, just a little walkie. Um, he says, hey, we're taking out these bombers as fast as we can, but there is just too many. Uh, at this point, I do have a note here. This is where I was like, what the hell's going on? I put Ornfrey Ta is huge. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> he is huge. He's so fat. He's fatter than when we saw him. On the Toydarian episode, because he hollowed in on the Toydarian episode, he's like, hey, we need help here. Or in Freetown, it looks like he could be on an episode of a show on A&E. <laughs> yeah, like My gotten, Big Fat Fancy Life, or whatever it's called. It's gotten out of control, yeah. and he needs to like make some changes. It's like the uh, that one scene in The Simpsons where it's like Bart seeing his future, and he's like, I'll wash myself with a rag on it's a stick. legitimately <laughs> like that. That's what he looks like. Like... Wat Tambor, like, I would put good money down on him to win a season of The Biggest Loser. <laughs> he is huge! What a boy! Man, he is a wide, large son. He's got five chins. Uh, yeah. Um, so once they hear Anakin um, 
Orn Fritaz says, hey, the clones will stay until the droids are completely gone. Once the droids are completely gone, we'll get the clones out of there. You have my promise. Um, he promises that the clone army will leave once the droid threat is completely gone. Um, and then at that point, Cham says, all right, that's good enough for me. And I give my word, I'm not going to use this as a power grab. Orn Fritaz, clearly, his main concern is losing his Senate seat. Yep. He doesn't want to lose his Senate seat. And he sees Cham as kind of a rival in that regard, because Chan is a man of the people, and if he wanted to, I'm pretty sure he could <laughs> easily unseat him, yeah. him. He's very popular. Um, so we get back to the main city. Uh, fuck, I should have wrote down the name of the city again. I, I don't remember either. It's the capital city. Um, and the droids have deactivated the bridge because they hear a warning that there's some approaching in uh, the In the warnings... Forces. The warning sounds like an air horn from yeah. 1941. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's like a fallout warning. Yeah, It's yeah. like, hey, yeah, get under your school desk because the nukes come in. <laughs> <laughs> Just die, die under your desk like a brave one. Um, so they deactivate the bridge. And while they're deactivating the bridge, there's this droid that apparently didn't hear that they were deactivating yeah. the bridge. And he's just kind of like standing on the rainbow bridge. And it just pulls out from underneath and he falls to his death. Very unnecessary. It's um, a point of levity that I could understand, though. I enjoyed it. They did kind of set it up like this it, might be something that comes into play here. It was a point of foreshadowing yeah. that I loved when the entire group turned their backs and started running off the bridge. And How the, does he not hear in, them? In the one in the background, you see the one battle <laughs> Just keeps going. walking. He almost got to the other side of the damn thing. <laughs> um so he falls to his death. I have no idea how he didn't hear them. Be like, hey, we got to get off the bridge because all eight other droids that were there got off the bridge pretty quick. Maybe he had his he had his AirPods in and was listening to a podcast. I think maybe he's one of those older droids that's an idiot. He had this American life on and couldn't yeah. hear. <laughs> so uh, we get Cham and Mace. Uh, they got a large contingent with them at this point. They kind of are scarting forward. They're taking a look at the bridge. The bridge is down. They got to get that bridge up so they can get their forces into the city. Um. Basically, there's another there's another mountain pass because there's this giant gorge there. Obviously, that's where the bridge goes over. And there's like this little mountain pass, and they see a couple tanks, a couple of droid tanks. So Mace takes a couple clones and they hijack that tank. And they specify these tanks are carrying, like, or maybe maybe Watt Tambor specifies that later. But it, these tanks are carrying stuff like, that has to get back into the city. Treasure, quote unquote, yes, to go to Watt Tambor. To go back into the city. Yeah. Um, so they hijack this tank, and the thought is they're going to get into the city. They're going to have to reactivate the bridge. They'll sneak into the city. They'll get control of the bridge, and then they'll allow the forces to come over. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so at this point, um, they're continuing. <laughs> they're continuing to uh, throw goodies in there, um, and. They reactivate the bridge for this last of the goodies. This is actually the last load of goodies for Wat Tambor. So they reactivate the bridge. And when they reactivate the bridge, two droids show up. And they have fucking, like, metal detectors with them. What are those things called? They're like the beach metal detectors that people would, like, try to find coins and shit on the beach. Well, and I think it's, like, when you go through a checkpoint, I think in, like, certain military bases and stuff... They do have two guards that come out, and they literally have mirrors on sticks. Like, it's a long stick with a mirror on it. Yeah. And they hold it underneath whatever transport to make sure there's no, like, bombs or whatever. So I think it's, like, a version of that. And they're, like, sensors that are... I have no idea what they're detecting, but they're scanning each transport. But just think, like, it... (laughs) 
Just think of the old man you see on the beach the, like, that's looking for like coins. The only t- the only thing those droids were missing are like fishing caps. Yes, <laughs> and Bermuda shorts, like <laughs> socks, socks and sandals. But yeah, so they show up and they greet the tanks, um, and they start scanning the tanks with their personal metal detectors, um, and they get to the last tank, and that's the one that Mace and the clones are in, and they're like, "Oh, something's off here. Something's not right about this one." So they pop up in the back of the tank, and they're greeted by Mace and the clones. Uh, Mace takes them out, but they decide to deactivate the point. <laughs> but it was at this moment, too. As soon as the 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 back of the tank dropped, uh, Mace pulls out his lightsaber, and one of the droids with the metal detector <laughs> says, You're under arrest! And there's a split second where you start to hear the droid read Mace's Miranda rights. I did not Like, you that. can hear the droid say, you have the right, and then he gets decapitated. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, the jig is up, though. They know that Mace and the clones are in this tank, so that tank's not getting through. So, what happens? They deactivate the bridge. And then what happens? Holy shit. Um, the best... This might two be two minutes. Of this is the, this might be the best two minutes so far. It was great. I rewound it. I had to rewind it. It was incredible. Basically, it's Mason two clones. So the bridge gets deactivated. The Rainbow Road is gone, and just right out underneath them, Mace takes the two clones and force pushes them over to the other side. Now he's still following, falling with these tanks and all this crap that's trying to cross the bridge. So then he starts doing this like. Mid-air, like trap, just ballerina work, where he's just hopping around from thing to thing as he's falling into this. He jumps on top of one tank, climbs up that, jumps on top of the other one, and then jumps to one of those one of those hover cycles. Yeah, one of those droid hover cycles that they fly around in. (laughs) He does the most badass thing I've ever seen, which is he looks the droid in the face, grabs its hand, and accelerates. Yeah, (laughs) and. Then, as he's doing that, he just kind of, he's staring at the droid in a very menacing manner this whole time. (laughs) As he increases the speed and the droid's like, oh, you know. And so then, as he increases the speed, he jumps on top of the droid's head, jumps over to the other side of the gorge. And he piloted the one droid cycle into another droid cycle. And so these two droid cycles then collide with each other and explode. And he lands safely on the other side after a huge force jump. Helps the clones up. Yeah, that was the other part. So he force pushed those clones over. But they were like hanging they were on. Still for... hanging. Yeah. So he made it over to the other side and then force pulled them up further. <laughs> yeah. He finished it. He finished the force pull. Um, but like the really cool thing about the scene was, and I, I don't think the way we're describing it is doing it justice. It's really cool. Like one minute. That's just awesome. And but the thing is, like the audio, they do this thing where they kind of just deaden the audio. It was. Awesome. So there's like, you don't hear any of the sound effects going on. It's just this like silent one minute scene where Mace is just hopping all over the place and doing his thing. And you don't hear anything, really. You don't. You don't hear anything again until the explosion when the two cycles collapse, uh, crash into each other. And I, I felt like it was them playing off. We've all heard about Mace and his fighting style is very... He taps, unorthodox. He taps, he taps into the dark into side. the dark side with his lightsaber style. Yeah. But I felt like this is what, that's kind of what they were going for here. Don't know. It, it was different be. though. It was different. They completely killed all sound effects. And it's just this quiet scene. It was cool. 
Yeah. It was very cool. Or they're just trying to highlight what a badass Mace Windu Yeah, is. and just like the depravity of the situation and how you're just like all of a sudden falling into this endless gorge. And it's just, it's just cool. It's cool. It's like, it's something you'd see in a cool action movie where it's like this penultimate like action scene. Like it was very awesome. It was probably one of the coolest things we've seen thus far in the series. Um, so yeah, uh, but long story short, Mason, the two clones that he was with, uh, they're across, uh, the bridge, they're across the gorge. Um, they go up into the control room and, uh, the two clones take control of the bridge. And while that is going on, uh, Mace is down in this kind of, uh, this kind of like large, I don't know, rotunda area. What do you want to call it? They're in the city at this point. Yeah, yeah. They're breaching the city, so it's... Yeah, so the clones run off, and they, they gain control of the bridge in the in the control room, and then Mace stays down, and he takes out, like... He takes out so many droids. Like, some droidicas show up, some tanks show up, uh, like super battle droids show up. Italian shows up and starts walking yeah. down this hallway it's towards like, him. Think of how many times Jedis have retreated from, like, just a couple... Droidicas with with shields. It reminded me, so in Phantom Menace, like one of the first scenes we see once shit starts going down. The Droidicas show up. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, before even the Droidicas show up, there's like maybe six B1 battle droids, like the normal battle droids. And like, it's the first time I saw anyone force push. Yeah. And like, I can't remember if it was Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon, but one of them force pushes and like six of them like kind of fall backwards. And I thought that was cool. This was like that times 20. Yeah. Like he literally crushes an entire battalion. Yeah. Like I would say 30, 40 droids. And then on top of that. And all different types. The only thing left is a tank that like comes rolling around the corner <laughs> and he slowly pulls a door off of its hinges and, and just crushes, crushes the, the tank. tank with it. So he literally takes out like. The entire whatever was left of it's droid the forces. Coolest thing we've seen yeah. so far. I mean, this was probably the best two minutes of action we've had by far. Between the bridge falling, bridge being pulled back, the falling scene, throwing you know, like leading the droid cycle into a collision course with the other droid cycle, then jumping across, saving the clones, and then just in this large walkway, this large roadway, just taking out all these droids with the force, just Mace rushing Windu, them. Mace Windu is. Unbelievable. Yeah, like he's awesome. clearly Yoda level power. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's very powerful. And he he said to the clones, like, he was I'm going after Wat Tambor. You guys go secure the bridge. Yeah. And so next scene, they're Yeah. So they're in the bridge, they get control of it and they reactivate it, and all of the Twilekians and the clones that were on the other side of the gorge are now invading the city. Um, there is a quick scene in there where they are kind of waylaid by two of these types of droids that are real beasts. I don't know what kind of, we haven't seen much of these droids, but they're good fighters. The last ones we've seen were in, uh, Rookies. Rookies. Yeah. Yeah. The they're the ones that can jump all over the place. They're and, like the ninja droids. Yeah. They're I like, think they're yeah. officially called commando droids, yeah. but they're like ninjas. They're yeah. like a lot quicker. But they entered the bridge, and one of the clones, like, was shooting at a normal battle droid, and one of the commandos came out behind that droid that just got shot, picked up its entire body, and threw it at, yeah. at the clone. It's like, insane. Yeah. Like, they're very good fighters. The way um, it's animated is is very good. Yeah. Um, regardless, like, the city is now being overrun by the Republic forces. Yes. Um, they get to Wat Tambor, and... So they're they're on this like they're on the landing pad and 
Um, low energy battle droid hops in the last remaining ship and just leaves without watching <laughs> for it. He's like, he's like, we'll see you later, dude. I can't remember the exact line, but he's like, yeah, we'll see you later. And Watt Tambor's like, my ship, as it flies away. And so Watt Tambor is left there all by himself. Um, the low energy battle droid is on his ship and hollows in with Dooku, and he's like, yeah, Watt Tambor didn't get out of there in time. He and didn't Dooku's, retreat in yeah, time. He didn't retreat in time, and Dooku's just like sarcastic, like, oh, how unfortunate. <laughs> like, I love the vibe that these two have with each other. Um so, and then Mace is on the uh, landing platform, and he approaches Watt Tambor. They have a little back and forth. Again, Watt Tambor is like, light, we, we can negotiate. Lightsaber work by Mace. Even Good. walking up to Watt yeah. Tambor is Taking out a couple battle droids. Yeah. Amazing. He's very powerful. Um, Watt Tambor is like, oh, we can, we can uh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, we're not, we're not parlaying here. And then Watt's like, well, then I guess we're going to die for the separatist cause. And you see four battle droid, four battle fighters coming in, droid fighters, coming in to bomb the shit out of the city. But then who's right behind them? It's Anakin and Ahsoka. Anakin and Ahsoka, quick, take them out. Um, we get a quick Ahsoka line. It was nice to see Ahsoka really quick. It was, it was good to nice. see her. It was Not good. so great to yeah. see Anakin. But Anakin was showing off his fighter skills there. Anakin uh, did deliver a, a he's line. A not line that just brought everything to a screeching halt. Yeah, it was just but. like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, that was close, Master. And he's like, it always is. Snips. Isn't it always snips? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Watt Tamper now I knows down that at that point, what is the opposite of an exclamation point? Because that's what that did yeah. for me. It was like accelerating action, and then, then bang. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Watt Tambor unconditionally surrenders at this point. He has no other choice. He's got no leverage whatsoever. He's the only separatist person left. Yeah. He's <laughs> the only one. What does he think? All he the droids are either dead or gone. It's gone. <laughs> Low energy battle droid just left him there. <laughs> um, so he surrenders, and then we get like a minor celebration in the city. Um, Orn Frita is there, and him and Chams are kind of buddying it up as good as they can. Um, and the Twi'lekians are all celebrating. There's kind of like a, uh, the clone army is marching away. It's assumed that they're leaving. I think. Yeah, I think. Well, they're... and then you get the <laughs> you get a shot of the. They're, okay, so yeah, let me preface this. So <laughs> the last episode we had Numa and. If you listen to the last episode, which I hope you did, Adam and I were in love with Numa. Numa like, is amazing. Numa is like the cutest character we've had so far, and she's like really helpful and just tugged at your heartstrings. Like she was like the cutest kid ever. <laughs> they keep showing this one Twilight girl in this episode that looks like the anti-Numa. Like <laughs> she looks like a melted candle. Yes, <laughs> she's like like what did I say? She looked like smashed play-doh. But like it's like. It was like the same model. Same they model, but it's like the face. <laughs> but it's like they spend so much time like crafting Numa's face and like the you know and this it's like they just kinda like, well, I'll just throw some eyes on it and we'll be done. <laughs> like they just didn't care, but they zoom in on her multiple times in this episode. Um so yeah, that was one thing that we saw uh at the end. But it was a minor celebration. Um Ornfree Ta is there with uh like I said, Chams, they're celebrating it up. Um, and Ryloth has been liberated, and then roll credits. So that's our episode. It's one hell of an episode. Yeah, it was a good one. It was good. But like I said, we are dealing with this on a different level now. Like, it, the game has changed after the last <laughs> few episodes. Like, my standards have gone up. Um, so with that in mind, what do we have on IMDb for rating? 
IMDb gives this episode a solid eight. A solid eight. And last episode was a 7.8. Last episode was lower than this? Yep. Are you sure? I thought last episode was like 8.2. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You you are the correct. The one that was a little lower. Uh, 7.8 is this episode. Sure. Liberty on Ryloth is 7.8. Okay. Innocence of Ryloth is 8.1. Okay. Now, Brie watched the episode with us. Were you able to get a rating out of her? Yes. What did she give it? But she prefaced this with, I seriously did not watch this. In it. We both were like, yeah. well, you got to give it a rating. And she goes, she kind of half watched She said, I don't know, 6.5. So 6.5 on this one. And then she said, I'm not doing a light side or dark side, though. And I was like, well, okay, fair enough. At least we got a rating out of it. Um, so she gave it a 6.5. Um, last week, what I give a 9? Last week. 9 was my highest one. You gave was, a 9. Okay, so now the reason I changed, you know, that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. The song of the week is because a month ago, I would have freaked out about this episode. I would have thought it was incredible. Now, after the last two weeks, it's a little different. It's it. It was great. It was good. I enjoyed it, but it didn't wow me. You're grading on a different level. Yeah, the, yeah. It things will never be the same. The show has new standards. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought the May stuff, especially at the end, was really sweet. Uh, I did not like the dancing scene <laughs> at all. There was a little too much droid cringe that we didn't really cover all that much because, but it was there. Trust us, it was there. Lots of droid cringe in this episode. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7. It was a good episode, one of the better ones we've seen, but it was not up to snuff with last week's. Okay. Last week's was just emotional roller coaster. And I'm with you. I agree, but I'm giving this one a nine. It what? hit me. Hit me. I loved every part of it. It was so dense. Like, I watched it twice, and I could have watched it a third time and felt like I could have still got some stuff okay. out of it. I'm going nine with this one. All I right. loved it. That may scene was incredible. Yeah, I mean, that was a good scene. Yes. Like, that scene in itself was worth watching. And the beginning, too. Like, going around the canyon. That was cool. It was awesome. That's cool. There's just a, you know... I got you. It just didn't hit like that. I get your line. But hey, 7.5. Can't complain. I'd take a 7.5 every week. Yeah. If we could get that every week, I'd be pretty happy with that, right? Absolutely. Always look on the light side of life. Okay. Our light side moment this week. Um, it's hard. God. This is another good one. week. Light side. Okay. It has to be the mace fighting scene. Yeah. By far. Uh, the, when the bridge, when they pull the bridge out from underneath him, he pushes the clones over with the force, holds them there. <laughs> and then while he's doing that, he's just nimble as hell, like jumping on top of the tank. And then he jumps on top of the cycle and then he and then sends he, the cycle on a collision course. And then he, so, oh God. It's, and then, it's and, so and, and then just the fact that they killed all sound effects to add to the, the brevity of it. Great scene. Probably my favorite. Like I gave the episode a 7.5, not my highest rated episode. But this, if I if I had to rate scenes, Highest 10, yeah. 15 out of 10. Fucking perfect. Unbelievable. That's my light side moment. 
the, he looks the droid in the eyes. Yes! <laughs> As he accelerates. And the fact that there's no sound going on in the background while he's doing that just adds to the intensity of it. still beats the clones that he yes. pushed and saves them at the end anyway. It's amazing. It's it was unreal. incredible. Yes. Okay, what that's do you got? My, for, that's uh, my lightside moment as okay. well. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just... We can just... How could it, it, how it's could not it, even close. How it, could it be anything else? It's not even close. That's the best one by far. All right. Dark side moment. Uh, I gotta think. I'm gonna let it play for a second. I gotta think here. It's not much. Not much to complain about here. There's not much to complain about. But like, the more I thought about it, I, there's a couple of things that I could think of. One was, uh, so there's a couple of that I could pick from. One was just the cold-heartedness of Dooku being like, yeah, yeah fuck it. Let's make what we can. I'm going, yeah. Bomb all good. the innocent people you can. Like, I could go with <laughs> the droid stuff, but that's just too easy. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, like, and I remarked during the episodes, and I, and I said it during the recording, it was Dresden. It was a firebombing. Yeah. It was like, like, a lot, you, it's assumed that a lot of people in that village died. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'm going through dark side moment. That bombing of that village, and the clones are just like sitting there helpless, like oh god! And it was quick; they had no no chance because the bombing. It's not a huge village, and there's a bunch of fighters that do it, and it's just like the people in that village really had no chance. Yeah, so, I mean, if they survived, it was pure luck. Yep, they had nowhere to go. It well, was like immediate. And if you want to go like really get into the dark side, like it really demonstrates like just how evil people can get. In times of war, like trying to come out with some kind of propaganda, like in just killing innocent people for the hell of it, so you can like broadcast to other systems to get yeah. them on your side. It's pretty dark. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And so I, I just, I don't want to go that dark with it. So um, I just went with the fact that Numa isn't in it yeah, because no Numa. last week, God, we were taken with her. Give us a Numa. And we had some other child, like, uh, I guess continuity-wise, it makes sense that she's on the Southern Hemisphere, but I miss Numa this way. This yeah. Um, yeah, I do miss Numa, too. Good call. Um, Dark Horse Hero of the Week. I think you know who I'm picking. Who are you picking? Oh, oh energy battle droid! <laughs> Man, just, you know, it's, it's fitting that... We started this season. L E B D. The Lebda. The Lebda! <laughs> we started, you know, when we started this adventure. You were quite taken with them right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat, I love the low energy battle droid. And last week was probably the most hideous example of a low energy battle droid. But this week brought us right back. And once again, the low energy battle droid is flexing his muscles and showing why he is such a strong character. The fact that he just left him there, <laughs> he just left Wat Tambor there, and he's like, and he's, he's 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 smug about it too. And when he talks to Dooku, it's like they're on the same page. He's they, like, yeah, he didn't escape in time, and it's just like, oh god, so good. Well, in the time in which it aired, the only thing missing was with it is would have been with him saying bye, Felicia. Like that would have been the only yes! thing missing from yes! his exit. It was great, like. Everything that he did in this episode was hilarious. And he didn't do anything horribly disturbing that, you know, I mean, obviously he'd follow Dooku's orders, but it wasn't up to him to follow those awful orders. So he didn't do anything where I was like, oh God, you know, like, no, he just, the only thing he did, his entire purpose was to shit on Watambor. <laughs> 
to shit on him to his boss, and then fucking leave him there. It was great. So he's my Dark Horse Hero of the Week. Alright, my Dark Horse my Dark Horse Hero of the Week. And this is prefaced by the fact that, like, I don't want to pick main people, otherwise Mace would have had it with a bullet, but I'm going with Sham Sandula. Alright. Like, I just he seems like he's bleeding the the resistance on Ryloth, and he has a very warranted healthy suspicion of the Republic. Yeah. I think there was some very additional foreshadowing yeah. when he was like, how long before I fight you guys? Yeah. And I've had conversations with Yeah, people. I'm worried about that too. I've had conversations with people who haven't watched the Clone Wars that are still kind of confused by like they're like, wait, the, the people in Stormtrooper outfits are the good guys? Yeah. And, like, having that conversation? Yeah. Like, it was some long... It was... When he said that, how long until I'm fighting you, I think it was some, like, real deep foreshadowing. Yep. Like, you know, well, it'll be interesting. And, you know, I'm guessing this won't be our last time on Ryloth either. Yeah. So... Well, and, like, Jam 2, I, I think it speaks to his character. Like, he could unseat Orn Frita, like, without an issue. Yeah. Like, he has the power of serving the people on Ryloth with them, and instead he decides to just continue to fight on the ground with them instead of trying to take the easy way out. So, yeah. Shame yeah. Sandula. <laughs> All right, so um, tagline this week was what? Tag line this week was compromise is a virtue to be cultivated, not a weakness to be despised. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, Cham and Ornfrey Ta kind of had to compromise with each other to come together. Your prediction was... Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> as the Jedi and clone forces push further towards the Ryloth capital, our technotronic general will be given a chance to reach a deal and he will be very stubborn and it is going to cost him hurtling. It's hey! going to cost him his forces and it will cost him maybe his life. Maybe he'll die. That was your... Honestly, that that's was pretty good. Because he had plenty of chances to leave. Yep. But the compromise part was clearly referencing like Chan, the Republic, and Ornfrita and all of them coming together and getting on the same page for the greater good. Yep. But... I was spot on with the uh, with Wat Tambor just being a complete idiot. Yes, you are. It cost him everything. Like he's he's in custody. He's probably not getting out anytime soon. This is one of your good ones. It was a good one. Home run. All right. All and right. so next week again, reminder: we're skipping the next viewing order one. Where do we go next week? So next week is season two, episode one. Season two, episode one. There Wait, is so there's one episode left. There's one episode left. All right. In season one. But we're not doing one, it now. Episode 22 is not, we are not watching that one next. So what's the name of the episode next week? The episode next week is, well, All right, uh, just do the, do it the won't, line. It won't matter. It's a holocron heist. Holocron heist? Sith! That's, that's the next a one that we're going to be watching. Right. It's season two, episode one. Sorry, when I hear Holocron now, all I think of is Sith because yeah, of yeah. Plagueis' book. All right. Okay. So the opening moral is a lesson learned is a lesson earned. A lesson learned is a lesson earned. That's pretty vague. 
So you could either go vague with it, or you could just go all out and go as specific as possible. Because now you got a episode title too. Lesson learned is a lesson earned. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to get back to Ahsoka. They, you know, they're taking a season break. They come back. They're going to want to give us some Ahsoka. So it's going to be a Padawan learning experience. I know I say that a lot, but it seems like that's probably what it's going to be. Is there going to be a sticky situation involved? There's going to be a sticky situation, <laughs> but it's going to be of her own making. It's going to be something that her naivete forced her into, and she's going to have to learn from it. And, you know, obviously she'll survive, but um, she won't make the same mistake again. I guess we could say. There we go. And what's the name of the episode? The episode that we are watching for our next episode is Holocron Heist. Holocron Heist. Season two, episode one. Oh, before you play that. What? There's one more segment that we don't have an intro for. Oh, the Palpatine thing? Guess who made an appearance this episode? Palpatine. Palpatine made an appearance. Oh, God. Uh, You know, and I really listened to him hard. I was trying to think... I still have no idea, but I get to guess, right? Well, you get one question. I get one question. Is... Uh, well, for those who don't know, I'm guessing who the voice actor is for Palpatine. I don't know yet. Um, but it's somebody that I apparently am supposed Every to Every time Palpatine makes an appearance, mm-hmm. you get one clue and one guess. And I'm hoping this will pay off. Maybe it won't, but fuck it. It'll be fun for me anyway. You claim that I definitely know of this person. You definitely know this person. Maybe not by name, but you have How am I supposed to guess it if I don't know him by name? uh, I think you know him by name, but maybe you don't. you, You definitely know who this voice actor has played in something. So you have a guess. You, uh, I can were they a... in Batman the Animated Series? No. They were not in Batman the Animated Series. Alright. Get! I don't know them. <laughs> Take a guess. Well, I was going to guess Kevin Conroy. It is not Kevin Conroy. Of course not, because he right. was not in Batman the Animated Series. Until next time. And we need more Palpatine. He hasn't been in it a ton, really. Just and it doesn't help that the motherfucker's on a hollow all the time, and it's like it's hard. he's not fully clear. <laughs> what the hell? Anyways, I'll just so I'll give you one more. Do you want to? I'll give you a bonus because you guessed. I told he's not in Batman. You said Kevin Conroy anyway. So do you want to take another? Was he in Battlestar Galactica? No, not a clue. Just another guess. Oh, random person. The hell's that guy's name? Chris Kattan. <laughs> it is not Chris Kattan. It is not Chris Kattan. Whatever. Good run. Good run. All right. So you can reach us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> you can reach us at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Uh, once again, if I unfollowed you on Twitter, please DM me and let me know it was not done intentionally. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at clonecastpod or on Instagram at clonecastpod. Adam. Why don't you go ahead and just kind of give we us will, a little deal? We will see you next week for Holocron Heist. And until then, may the Cham Sandula be with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's Day? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>